Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. Today, we're excited to have with us a screenwriter and producer with over 20 years of major film uh, experience, including blockbusters such as White House Down, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and one of my favorites, The Rundown, The Rock. (laughs) And uh, he is also the chief content officer of Project X Entertainment. We have James Vanderbilt here. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, James. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And Tom, you forgot, and most recently, Scream. Yeah, Scream, the, the, new, uh, the new entry into the long-running franchise. Yes. Very, Congratulations. very that. Thank you so much. It's, um, uh, I'm sure we, you want to talk about that at some point. But yeah, that, that's just been a labor of love and so excited about that movie and for people to see it. My first question is, how do you revisit such an iconic franchise while keeping it original? I think that, you know, the, the, it's a great question. I think one of the things that I always loved about Scream movies, and I saw the first movie when I was in college, I was, I was um, trying to be a, a screenwriter and seeing that first movie and what a confident, amazing sort of screenplay Kevin Williamson wrote and sort of like how show offy it was and the fact that it was deconstructing the genre and yet also was the best version of the genre at the same time, like how you could have your cake and eat it too. I just sort of always I fell in love with it and I've been a huge fan of them, all of the movies. And so one of the things that, you know, we talked about really early on, um, Guy Busick and I, who wrote the screenplay with me, was that Scream movies are always kind of in a conversation with their audience when they come out about where the horror genre is and where sort of pop culture is in general. And so one of the things we were really focused on was what's going on now in 2022 that wasn't happening in 2011 when Scream 4 came out. What's the new sort of, you know, sort of reason for this movie to exist? Um and sort of, and that's I, I, to tell you what that is would sort of spoil the movie if you haven't seen it. But that's I think the thing that that we bring to this that's very very new. We have a, a bunch of wonderful new characters played by some great younger actors, but we also were lucky enough to get back uh, Sydney Gale and Dewey um, because you know I really wanted to make sure that we could continue their story as well. So it, it's it's. A little bit of old, a little bit of new, um, and it just is, you know, it, it was just so much fun to, to make a Scream movie. I still am sort of pinching myself that we got to do it. Do you prefer to write original ideas of your own, or do you enjoy adapting existing IPs? I know you've done both. I, for me, honestly, I like all of it. It's, um, it, it's, it's different kind of muscles a little bit, and I think... I'm kind of a guy who always is, and that's why I've been lucky enough to work in a bunch of different genres, that by the time I get to the end of doing something, I kind of want the next thing I do to be as far away from that as possible. So like I made a serial killer movie called Zodiac. And after that, I got offered a bunch of serial serial killer movies. And I was like, that's the last thing I want to do because I just finished it. So usually, you know, if I'm, if I've just done something that's an original 
I'll be really excited to jump into something that is an adaptation or, you know, an I, a piece of IP or something like that. I do love going and playing in other people's sandboxes. And, you know, that's, it's fun to kind of take characters that have been around for a while and, and try your own run at them. And I've been lucky enough to sort of do that. So I kind of love doing it all. And I think it's just, um, you know, it, 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 it sort of depends on what's, what's around and what's sort of exciting to me and what kind of comes next. That's cool. That's very cool. A little different though is um, I just watched Murder Mystery. I hadn't gotten around to it yet, and mm-hmm. you wrote that with for Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston yeah. for Netflix. Was one of their biggest hits, and it's kind of this whodunit comedy, mm-hmm. kind of in the vein of Clue. Um, how how did you in, find writing the comedy part of it? Because that's the part I comedy to me is like the scariest thing. Comedy is. I mean, I listen. I love comedy, and and. Um, and it, weirdly, the first thing I ever sold was a comedy. So I sort of, I started out kind of as a, as a comedy feature writer um, at the beginning of my career. And then the next thing I sold was like this military thriller. So I sort of stopped being known as a comedy writer at that point. But I always sort of have loved comedies. And that movie um, came about, I, I, I wrote the first draft of that movie almost 14 years ago, I think now. And it was... Literally, it was it was a, a guy named Trip Vincent, who was a producer, and myself and an executive at Disney sitting around having drinks one night talking about how our favorite sort of old movies or old TV shows or like Columbo's are like always ended with, you know, a bunch of people sitting in a drawing room and, and the detective sort of explaining who done it and how you kind of couldn't do that anymore in movies. And we were sort of like, well, let's try it. Let's see if we can do that. Um, and so Murder Mystery kind of came out of that and also sort of came out of this idea of, I've been, my wife and I have been together forever and and are very much in love. And so I wanted to kind of write a love letter to marriage um, and to the fact that I sort of, I sort of feel like when you see a romantic comedy, it's always seems to be about the two people meeting for the first time or the two people breaking up. Like it's never about the middle of a good relationship. And I sort of loved the idea of doing a movie about this couple who loves each other very much, who've been together for a while. They have sort of the the, the quirky issues that couples can have, but they're so good together as a team that that sort of teamwork and love is sort of what takes them through, you know, the craziness. So it all kind of came from that. And then it bounced around town for a long time. We almost got it made with a couple different iterations of actors and directors. And then Adam ended up reading it. um, I want to say about five years before it ended up getting made when he still was at Sony, but that deal couldn't happen because of sort of internal politics. And then when he went over to Netflix, he was like, I want to make this movie. And so this sort of, and then suddenly we were in pre-production. So it was this really weird sort of, 10 year overnight success of a, of a situation where it's like, I couldn't get the movie made anywhere to save my life for a third of what Netflix actually spent on it. And then Netflix made the sort of the triple a version of it and it went really, really well for them. Um, and now we're making the sequel. So it's sort of this, you know, this sort of crazy journey for that, for that movie. Um, you asked about writing comedy and I said a lot of other stuff after that, but, um, I think that's okay. (laughs) I've had some coffee today, but I think that, I think, you know, comedy is sometimes, 
it's it's really joyful for me to write and I love doing it, but it is that sort of thing that, you know, they say about Ginger Rogers is you, she had to be able to do everything that Fred Astaire did, but going backwards and in shoes. You know, great comedies have to be able to tell you great character stories, but also make you laugh every minute. And I love how you did that relationship between the couple. I thought, you know, it's kind of like how we always say that writing uh, the beginning of a movie and the end of the movie is easy and the middle's hard. Mm-hmm. It's just like that with the relationship too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I just want, but one real quick question. And then Roshni's got a question with the sequel for murder mystery. Now that you know, Adam Sandler is going to be in it and he's producing, are you, are you working with him on writing it or, or did you work with him on writing it? Was he involved at all? Yeah, no, Adam always is great about taking a, you know, he, he has been wonderful sort of, it's sort of, I take the first crack and I take sort of build it. And I went in and pitched both he and Jen and I sort of said, here's what I'd love to do in the sequel. And they were like, that sounds great. Go do it. And so I did a bunch of drafts and then he and, um, uh, uh, Tim Hurley, who's been writing with him forever, who was this great SNL writer, comedy writer, usually come in and take a pass at it and, um, you know, do a joke pass and do a different. And, and it's the cool thing about working with them is it really is best idea wins. And it kind of takes a village to sort of make the movie. Um and on this one uh, as well, Jeremy Garlick comes in and came, who's directing it came in and did some writing, but it's, you know, it's just, you pitch jokes, you sit there, you kind of try and figure out the best way to do the scene. It's, it's a really wonderful sort of communal family thing that, that they've sort of built at, at Happy Madison there. That is really cool. It's always nice when you find good collaborators, you yeah. know? Yeah, No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Going back a little bit in the interview, how, do you approach because it seems like you are the go to guy for like the sequels and like taking existing IP and, and expanding it, you know, Scream and Independence Day and Spider-Man. Like, isn't that daunting? How do you approach existing IP and put your own spin on it? But but still, you know, staying true to the original source material. I mean, I think it's you know, it's it's interesting. It's sort of that that didn't happen by design. You know, I wasn't sort of like, Oh, I want to be a guy who does this. It's sort of, I just, I love telling stories. And so, you know, if I look at a character and I sort of go, Oh, it would be very interesting if this sort of thing happened to this particular character, is that something that you would be interested in me doing? And, 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 and sometimes they say no, and sometimes they say yes, but it's always sort of about, that aspect of it. Um, and, you know, they're all sort of different. Spider-Man was a, a situation where um, the late, great Laura Ziskin asked me to come in and talk about doing a fourth movie with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi. And that's how I sort of got into it. And we built kind of a whole movie there that ended up not getting made. And in the middle of that, sort of Amy Pascal said, you know, at some point we're going to have a new Spider-Man. You know, this is, you know, they've, they've, you know, we're going to make, we've made three, hopefully we'll make four, but everyone's sort of, you know, probably going to be ready to move on after this. Do you have any ideas for how to do that? And that sort of became the Andrew Garfield, the amazing Spider-Man movie. So it's sort of, I, I went in to do one, I sort of went in to kind of end the franchise because that was sort of the idea behind that movie and then ended up sort of starting the next one instead. So that just sort of evolved that way, you know, um, but it's, I think there's a great, you know, it's especially if you look at, at comics too, there's a great sort of tradition of different writers coming in and taking over a particular title for a year or two or doing a run on, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and putting a little bit of their own stamp on it. And you become the caretaker of that 
that those characters for a little bit, and then hopefully you pass it off to the next people, and hopefully you leave it in in, uh, in better in a better place than you found it. Um, but I love doing that. I think just as a as a as a writer and as a fan, it's 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 fun to play with other people's toys. <laughs> as long as you enjoy it, right? I think mm-hmm. it'd be worse if they gave you a property and you're like, I don't like that franchise. Next, you know. Well, no, and I also, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be offered some things where I just sort of was able to sort of say, you know, I don't think I'm your guy for this. Like it, it's, oh. you know, I, I fully believe that you have to really love what you're writing in order for it to be successful and taking on something just from a very mercenary place of, Oh, that's a big thing. And I, I'll take a big thing. And I think does a disservice to yourself as a writer and your career, because mm-hmm. if you, you know, screw up on something like that, people remember it and, you know, hurts your career. And also just as a disservice to the people who love that character. Um, so there, there have been certain things that I've been offered and, and just gone, you know, I don't connect to this, like other people, you know, other writers I know do, you should go talk to them. Um, so, yeah. That's really bold, too, because I feel like a lot of times in entertainment, we're so worried, like, if you say no, that's it. That's the end of my career. But the fact that you're confident enough to say, no, this is not the right thing for me. That's really awesome. I, I think it's sort of the only real power we have as writers mm-hmm. is is the ability to say no and not no in a, you know, a negative way, like, oh, I would never. But just no in a way where you, I think, knowing what your strengths are and what your passions are, Um you're actually doing a service to someone saying, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take your money and, and, <laughs> and then not deliver for you. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather say to someone, you know, you seem amazing and I'd love to work with you. This isn't the right thing, but we'll, let's figure out what the right thing is. Um, yeah. And more often than not, people are, I think, grateful that you're not, you know, wasting their time. Mm-hmm. That's great. I noticed also on your IMDb, you have a lot of producer credits. So how much do you think like a producer when you're writing a script? Um, I think it's an interesting, I, I started producing um, purely from a defensive position, whereas feature writers, you know, get, there's a lot of turnover and you get fired, you know, a lot, not for necessarily anything you did wrong. It's just, that's how the business works. And so really early on in my career, I sort of went, well, listen, if I produce my own stuff, they're going to be less likely to fire me because they know as a producer, I'm still going to be there on Monday and that'll be very <laughs> awkward for them. Um, nice thinking. So that's kind of how I started. And then I really realized how much I loved it and how much sort of, you know, I loved being involved with production and post-production and being in the edit and working closely with the directors and helping to choose the actors and, and that sort of whole world of, and, and also working with other writers and, and, you know, just producing their work and not having to do any writing too. So I, I love everything about that. And that's what sort of, you know, ended up making, you know, my partners, William Sherrick and Paul Neinstein and I sort of found Project X, which is the, the company we have is the company that produced Scream and is producing the, the, a, a bunch of upcoming stuff, including Murder Mystery 2. But it, um, it really, when I'm writing, I'm just thinking about story. And then we joke about it too, as we talk about there, there are certain things in Scream where it was like, Guy and I would write a sequence, and then I'd, you know, we'd have a conversation with the directors, and I'd say, okay, my writer hat on, I think, you know, X, Y, and Z. Okay, putting my producer hat on, I don't know how we can achieve that. So maybe we need to scale this back, scale this back, scale this back. So it's an interesting um, duality, and but I like to sort of deploy 
both at different times. And when I have my writer hat on and I'm writing, I don't think about budget. I don't think about, I just sort of go, what is the best version of this scene? What is the coolest way to do that? Um, and then when I put my producer hat on afterwards, I go, okay, this works. This needs to, you know, be smaller. This is going to be a really tough day to shoot. So we need to, we need to like reduce the stunt work here. Um, so it's a, it's a little, it's a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde, but it, it but it works. Cool. Yeah. We've, we've been through that ourselves as we produced some shorts and stuff on our own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really take into account, like what's your, yeah, what's your budget? What's your abilities? Mm -hmm. And yeah, to, to kind of do that. And please never say fix it in post. We hate yeah. that. Oh, you God, can, yeah. By the way, that means you're, yeah, there's no, yeah. <laughs> that means it's not getting fixed. Um, well, it yeah. can be getting fixed. It's just it, how much money you're going to spend doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> but yeah, learned a lot in the process. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. So yeah, Project X Entertainment is your uh, production company. And you guys are busy. You guys have a lot of good stuff coming out. You've got the night agent, ambulance, bed rest. All these things sound really cool. Um, pandemic willing, they'll be out in theaters. Yeah. I see Short Circuit on your list of highlighted works. Are you guys actually redoing that? That's one of my favorite films. We are. We are. We are. We're just, we're in the, we're in the very early stages of, of sort of breaking ah. the story and stuff. But it's, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm the same way. It's sort of, I grew up in the, I grew up in the 80s and it's such a sort of a touchstone, I think for for people of my age um so yeah short circuit is is definitely is definitely coming up and uh what was the other thing i was going to ask the um uh, how do you do that without turning it into terminator <laughs> well that's the sort of you know that's that's and that's one of the things we're sort of talking about too is what does that story or that idea look like in modern times and 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 sort of how do you do that and I, sort of, i don't want to give away you know, the things we've been talking about, but it's, it's, I think we figured out a really interesting way to build that without it just feeling like a retread of what's come before. Yeah. I, good luck with that. Don't yeah. screw it up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so if you, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, all these uh, exciting stories you love writing, what, um, like, what would your dream project be? Like, what's the the film that, you know, that you always really, really wanted to make that, you know, you haven't had a chance to or, you know, because somebody else owns the rights or something to that like that? God, you know, I mean, I've gotten to do so many things that I wanted to do. You know, when I when I first started out, my dream project was actually Zodiac, which was a, is a book I had read when I was a teenager and always thought would make an incredible movie. And, and I actually got to do it um, with one of my favorite directors of all time. So I sort of feel like, you know, I don't want to be piggish in terms of the dreams, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, I've gotten to write, you know, one of the great superheroes of all time. I've gotten to work, you know, um, with Roland Emmerich, who's one of my heroes and we did white house down together. And, and then he asked me to come in and help him out on independence day. So I don't know, there are, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm sort of at a place where I really love, you know, just working with good, talented people. And that's sort of been my favorite thing. And that's been my favorite thing about, you know, you know, getting to make Ambulance with Michael Bay, you know, and then getting to support um, Laurie Evans-Taylor, who's a great writer, but a first-time director who did Bedrest, who wrote Bedrest as a spec script that ended up on the blacklist. Um, and it's about a woman played by Melissa Barrera from Scream who's pregnant and put on Bedrest and scary stuff happens. But, it, you know, Laurie wrote it based on really some things that had happened in her own life. And uh, 
studios kind of attached a couple of different um, male directors to it who were great, but it sort of went nowhere. And, you know, when we sat down with her, you know, we all read it and we were like, Laura, you got to direct this yourself. Like, this is your story. Like, we want to support, you know, support you as a, as a first time director. And, and we did, and we got STX uh, to, uh, to make it with us. And so just sort of doing stuff like that and seeing, you know, her direct her first movie, like that, that's the stuff that I sort of dream about now that, that I'm getting to do that's, that's really exciting. More than, you know, uh, you know, one character or one franchise or one script, you know, I, we all like, listen, I'm like everyone else. I still have a drawer full of scripts I'd love to get made someday um, that I've been kicking around. But, um, you know, just really building this company and making it a place that, you know, good people and artists can come and sort of make their things has been the thing that's gotten me so excited over the last two and a half years. That is so awesome. James, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much for being here. What is up next for you? Um, well, next for, next for, uh, well, first of all, uh, white knuckling my way through this weekend and hoping people go to see Scream. Um, <laughs> and then we have, uh, uh, Ambulance, Michael Bay's next movie that we produced that comes out in theaters in April, which is really great and amazing to see Michael do a movie that's almost back to basics for him. And, you know, it's not a Transformers. There's no, you know, it is a down and dirty heist movie, um, and an LA crime movie. And it's so much fun. And bed rest is in theaters in July. And then we have a television show on Netflix called the night agent created by the great Sean Ryan, who created the shield. Um, that's shooting this year that will probably be on the service next year. Um, and, uh, if that wasn't enough murder mystery too, just started shooting, um, which is great. Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston are back and, um, really fun. And it's just, um, you know, and, and occasionally I'll, I'll sleep and get to see my kids. Other than that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's too bad you're not busier. You know? yeah, I was going to say, it's really, really, really quiet here. Um, yeah. No, but I'm so lucky and, and blessed to get to do this. And, and uh, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I'm, I just, I'm feeling very, especially today, just having the movie coming out and seeing people's reactions to it. I just feel so lucky to get to do a job that I love. So awesome. Cool. And if people want to find you, if people want to find you, where can they find you? I am uh, uh, terrible at social media, but I do have a Twitter uh, account at James the Van, um, uh, which I which I check probably more than I should. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, you know, that's it. Oh, cool. Thanks awesome. for being here. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. Having me. This was a ton of fun. So everyone, make sure you check out Scream now in theaters and then just keep going back to the theater because it sounds like James will have a movie somewhere (laughs) during 2022. (laughs) 